sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start On our bachelor Bachelor That's what you do when you love someone. Hey, guys. <laughs> Bula, welcome, Bula. Welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. It's the world's best podcast, and, <laughs> um, and I'm very fond of it, and I'm not biased. Uh, it's a podcast where we talk about The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Uh, the New Zealand Bachelor. <laughs> so, that one um, season. Yeah. <laughs> is it coming back? I have no idea. I don't think it's come back yet. No, I would I talk about it if it did come back. Truly. Mm. Uh, Bachelor South Africa just started. It's on YouTube. Tempted. Yeah, I know. I think there's like Bachelor Ukraine, which is somehow in like season nine or something I was wow. seeing this week. Okay. Completely over my head. But this time we're focusing on <laughs> the second week of uh, Bachelor in Paradise Australia. Uh, very nice. <laughs> Hello, my name is Max Quinn. Uh, very nice thing over there, Xavier Vetsky Noonan. Hello, I've got the giggles. He's a giggly boy this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you giggly, Zave, because we got our first ever same-sex kiss this week Look. on The Bachelor. I mean, not to say that that's like something to be giggled at. True. It's a pretty serious big deal. It's pretty fucking awesome, isn't it? It was good. Yeah. I had a nice time this week. It fa- Me too. Do you know what? There were lots of really good moments this week on the show. And then there's a lot of other stuff that I can't wait to pull apart with my teeth. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, really highs and lows type of week. Huh? Yeah. I think that's where Paradise is at its most successful. Mm. I do feel like when I got to the end of watching these three episodes this week, mm. I was like, this is the best week of Bachelor like I can remember. Like yeah. just in terms of amount of stuff. It's I think it's definitely the best paradise week. Yeah. Uh and it's been a long time since we've had one of those really memorable weeks of like consistent back to back paradise mm. or even bachelor regular episodes. Like it's 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 been a long time since horse penis week, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be that long between drinks. <laughs> you can lead a horse penis to water, but you can't make him between drinks. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. It was. Uh, do you want to? Uh, let's talk about some off the top big headlines first. Sure. I think that's the first one. Well, that's like the main thing that has ever happened. Uh, yeah. Like we, uh, for a long time last season, complained that there was a little bit of perhaps queer baiting. Uh, on the part of the producers where we were expected to see a same-sex relationship materialize. Mm. Uh, It's like, because there is such a history of, like, hideous shit happening around, like, you know, non-heterosexual pairings or anything like that on this show, that this feels, even though, like, the, the fact that it was quite a muted and quite a, like, you know, just normally handled type of interaction and relationship... 
is feels like revelatory for this show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're one Paradise season removed from... I forget who it was, but one of the boys coming into Paradise and then taking the other three boys out on a bath date. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah, and there yeah, was yeah. all this yucky, query... Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if... Yeah, dot, 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 that kind of stuff being thrown around. And now we're treating this uh, beautiful same-sex relationship uh, with the reverence that it deserves, or more actu- accurately, I think, with the sense of normalcy. This is just a normal thing that right. happens. Um, that's not to say that we didn't have Paddy yep. uh, being really pretty yucky about it. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we can get into that in a little bit later in the pod. Yes. Um. He's bad. I mean, we know, right? We know. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So that was that was a momentous uh, thing this week. Mm. But then now, unfortunately, Brooke is gone. Right. So she was one of the people in this uh, relationship. Yep. Um, and she made the decision to leave the island. Yes. Um, after a, you know a few different, you know, she was one of the hottest commodities. <laughs> this is gross. She was one of the like most. She's uh, Paradise's most desired. Yeah, she was in demand. Yes. Um, and a lot of people were, you know, interested in seeing her and talking to her and hanging out with her all the time. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that sort of pulled her in a lot of different directions. Maybe a la. Because a lot of, I think a lot of people thought she was going to be the Bachelorette. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, while she would be a very engaging, very interesting person to have in that role, I think this experience has showed us that uh, it's not an ideal situation for her because she was being pulled in a lot of different directions, and there's just only so far that that could go. And now let me pitch you this: a year down the track, she's Bachelorette. Growth and maturity arc. Mm-hmm. She's the Bachelorette. Okay, well, I would fucking love that. I would adore that too. Yeah. I think that it might be one of those things where uh, she's made an offer that she can't refuse. And, oh, you know, it's also uh, not to say that there are that many parallels because it seems like Brooke did something quite dignified, whereas the badge did something that was, was not that. Mm. But to be uh, overwhelmed by choice and then to uh, choose nothing. Yeah. It's somewhat of a familiarity That's interesting, isn't Brooke, it? Because, yeah. because that... Badula thing was so awful. Yeah. But it's just the different context of this show versus that one. Definitely, yeah. So, Brooke leaves behind both Alex's, uh, who were fine and reasonable about everything, yeah. I think, with her decision. And it comes after Alex Nation broke it off with Brooke to be with Bill. Mm. She said that she would rather walk away than lead on American Alex, Am Al, Alex B. Yeah. <laughs> These are all good potential nicknames, <laughs> none of which I'll remember. Just trying to, just trying them out. Mm-hmm. So, what about Big Alex? Big, <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Big Alex. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we will miss Brooke. Uh, R.I.P. We'll get to some more. Uh, we'll get to some more departures. Well, okay, in a but minute. here's the thing as well yeah. that maybe stops her from becoming the next Bachelorette mm-hmm. is she's got a partner now outside of the show. Did not know that information. Uh, yeah, she she went live on social media about this relationship. Basically, immediately after the episode aired. Oh, how interesting. Seems like she may have been with this person uh, for a little while. Cool. I think they've been spotted together as early as like January of this year. Okay. Because obviously Paradise was shot last year. Towards the end of last year, yeah. So maybe she's found happiness and that's great and she doesn't need to dive back into this hellhole. Oh, look, I hope so. Yeah. That would be really, really nice. (laughs) 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 Wait and see. Speaking of diving back into the hellhole. A glorious back-to-back arc for Brooke and... uh, I'm really glad to have someone like her. I think that she is maybe the most transformative 
bachelor bachelorette um, in terms of the franchise and the mm. way that the franchise perceives people. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, they perceives needed, difference. Yeah, yeah, they needed something like this. She's a golden girl, and I'm really happy that we got to have Brooke on our screen for two seasons. Now she's not one of the golden girls, but that <laughs> gives me an incredible <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, another thing you want to talk about is the scheduling notes for the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, well I just wanted to touch on this briefly. It's not a huge deal or anything like that, but I managed to get a bit of a scoop. Get I, the scoop. I, scoop I, us up. I love, um, you know, I have a broom. Uh, no, what do you use to scoop? A shovel. A shovel. We'll get to brooms in a minute. Yeah, joke doesn't really work. Then. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the the remaining episode schedule, I figured out, well, I've learned um, that this series will be shorter than last year's series of Paradise. Yep. Um, there are 13 episodes in total in contrast with 16 last year. Uh, and they will be airing still three episodes a week, but also with one extra bonus Sunday episode sandwiched in between. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can see you like starting to sweat. I uh, sure. <laughs> what that means is there's like two weeks left or something. This okay, so that would give us two weeks left of Paradise, a month long run. I think this is good. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it makes it a little closer to the actual time period that this stuff takes place in. Yep. Rather than blowing it out to a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's not incredibly friendly to people like us who take a lot of time to pull it apart and do podcasts about it and that sort of thing. Whatever. But like, I don't know, Network 10, I think they're being realistic about it. Yeah. Um, they're also pushing the latter half of the season back in the time slot a little bit to accommodate the new season of MasterChef. Great. Um, so that's good. And I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing that MasterChef will do its whole run and then we'll get Bachelor and Bachelorette back to back. Seems like that was is what the plan will be. I really like the condensed format. I think 13 is a better number than 16 I uh, agree. of episodes. Like there was, honestly, there was too much to talk about last season, but then there was also kind of not enough. Right. And to the point where they had to start reintroducing characters. Mm. If you remember, they brought Flo back and maybe right. they bring Davey back. I don't remember. Mm. And speaking of bringing Flo and Davey back. Yeah, right. Do they have, like, we talked about this last week, they just have them on retainer? Like, yeah, it must just, be. Yeah, they've got a deal where they're just waiting <laughs> in a holding cell. Why Davey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Flo, I understand. Flo's the best. Mm. Is um, Davey any Anyone's favorite. I don't know. Davy's nobody's favy. <laughs> uh, okay, but Flo steals the show. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Thank you. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah. Kelly's not here. Oh yeah, we should talk about that too. Kelly's uh, unwell in the US. Please get well to our friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's in the US. That's predominantly why she's not here. She's yeah. doing rock shows, but she's not well. And uh, oh, yeah, a big get well to our friend. Yes. Okay. Uh, final big ticket item for this week, I think. Uh, does Richie own a broom? <laughs> uh, look, I've never seen him with a broom. Yeah. But, like, I have a broom that I don't use <laughs> every day. And, like, when the cameras are on me, like, it's not my top priority to be sweeping. <laughs> if these are, if this is unfamiliar to you, I think this was my favorite <laughs> moment of uh, a lot of good moments this week. Richie was being pestered by both Alicia and also his ex, Alex Nation, which kind of added to the spice of this about why he has not been sweeping Cass off her feet. Was this in the moment where um, Richie and Alex are having a chat and then Alicia walks up to them and it's like, oh, I've just walked in on something and oh, then no. sits down. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, but reverse the characters. Alicia and Richie are having a chat and that's Alex right. Nation's yeah. like, oh, no. As your ex, I better sit and be a part yeah. of this. Oh, whoops, have I walked in on something? Sit. <laughs> 
so anyway, they're like, there's no sweeping. You're not sweeping her off her feet. And Richie's like, oh, they're sweeping. And they're like, there's no sweeping. And he like deadpans to the camera and he's like, I'm holding the broom in my hand. <laughs> this is such a Seinfeld moment. It's like, there's no sleeping, Jerry. I'm sleeping. I'm much sleeping. I'm much sleeping. I'm sweeping here. Like, yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. Just some great, great. Like, sometimes people think that this show is scripted. And I think it's moments like <laughs> these that just the dialogue is just popping. That you're like, surely people aren't that funny. Yes. I've never met anyone who was that entertaining. This is also sorry, a Max. really good reminder that Richie was the bachelor mm. and he was the bachelor because he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. This is maybe his only funny moment. It's so like it's so weird. How many years, including his run on The Bachelor. Yes. Like they shook him like a carpet and stiffened him out completely. Mm. And finally in paradise he's loosening up and talking about whether or not he owns a broom. I love it. Yeah. And, I'm and, glad and to have Richie back. It's in an environment like it's in that particular uh, conversation where you're like, he should not be loosened right now. <laughs> this should be the tensest Richie can get. <laughs> True. Yeah, he's uh he's getting interrogated by his about his relationship with a new woman mm-hmm. and Alex is amazing she's yeah. like Rich go get it yeah it's really totally. cool she's really like supportive yeah I mean I don't know how serious she's being but it's just like she comes off so well yeah mm. it's a great it's a great TV moment mm. uh, speaking of coming off well Zave mm-hmm. coming up we are going to get to everything that plays out with Wait, Bill is that your segue? <laughs> <laughs> just the word coming <laughs> yes uh, plus uh, Jules and Alicia and all of the other couples oh, in paradise yes. but first a round of hellos and goodbyes. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Wait, so what's Buller in Fiji? Fiji is Buller hello Buller. and goodbye? Uh, I don't know. Neither do I. I don't want to guess. No, no, no <laughs> me neither. Okay. Uh, it's hello this week to Ivan. Oh, Ivan is back. Our avocado blending, uh, step-upping, rig-flaunting fave <laughs> is back for a second run with the franchise. Zave, can you believe he stepped up to the streets of paradise? <laughs> he's back for another chomp at the avocado. <laughs> um, th- he's made it his thing, which I think is so incredible. He has like, reclaimed the narrative so much. Where he's like, yeah, I'm the avocado guy. Like, he had, <laughs> do you remember the music? He was, like, he was yes. like dancing to some kind of... I don't know if it was written for him or if this is an existing avocado anthem. It's an existing anthem. <laughs> okay, excellent. There's a great thing on his socials that you can check out. I don't know what his handle is, but... Uh, it's him dancing to this same song, the avocado song, being like dancing back into paradise. Like <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah. Well, I think like he, you know, it's kind of like uh, I've been rewatching the uh, Fast and Furious movies, um, okay. which are incredible. And uh, no, I mean, there's not that much dancing. I know you might be, <laughs> but um, when you watch uh, Vin Diesel in those movies, yeah, I think Vin Diesel has like such an incredible way of just knowing how he presents himself on screen, mm. knowing what it is that we like about Vin Diesel and doing the Vin Diesel things. <laughs> like in every movie, he takes his shirt off. Yep. He says fa- something about family. He does. He has a car that when he goes vroom vroom, it like br- it bucks up like a horse and then starts going really fast. And it's okay. Maybe he's not actually doing that. <laughs> he may not be responsible for that particular it's choice. trope, yeah. But like, I think... There's just something about uh, somebody like that who I would also say that um, Ivan is doing that same thing where he's like, great, okay, there's two things about me that everyone knows. I'm not going to bother teaching him anything else. I'm going to lean into these two things. Avocado, dancing, and here it is. <laughs> there are some great moments for both for Ivan in this uh, episode coming up. For the record, I would like to say I'm more of a Vin Tesla guy. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Yikes. Vin unleaded. <laughs> Do you know who else is back? Uh, well, yeah, I did watch that show. <laughs> Go on. Flo. Flo. Flo's back. We mentioned her before. Um, Flo is a lot of fun. Um, she's a great commentator. She's. I think she similarly knows what her um, what her place is in paradise and in the show. And um, she just likes stirring up trouble. <laughs> she likes making shitty choices with bad men and uh, letting us all gawk at it. Yeah, essentially. go along for the ride. Uh, I. I really thought that uh, the return of Flo might have heralded promising things for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, What it heralded was a woman who is not going to take no shit from no man, and I love that. Yes. I think that Flo is fantastic. She's such a standout Paradise character, and I'm really stoked that she's back. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way it plays out for her is an absolute fucking torrential nightmare. (sighs) Right. She's gone from Jake Ellis to (laughs) Bill. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to... There's a lot to unpack with Bill. We are getting there, but first we have to say hello to Zoe. Oh, hell Zoe there. <laughs> Zoe was the fourth place finish from Blake Garvey's season. So this is a long, long time ago. Yeah, season, season two, two. Um, which I barely remember. And I, I have to say, I don't really remember Zoe. Um, yeah. She has changed a little bit, like physically, but also this is just quite a long time ago. I, did she change her hair? Is that what you're saying? I was looking back and she looks similar, but she, in the in the time since this, uh, her original appearance, she has like launched a skincare brand. Okay. And she's gotten really into, well, she may have been before, but she's, she's like got a new, like whole new makeup style. She's got a whole new, like, I don't know. She, I, I just didn't really recognize her. Mm. Um, so the final four in that season was Zoe, Jess, uh, Sam Frost, mm-hmm. and who was the second place finisher? Absolutely no idea. No idea. Yeah. What was it? Liv, maybe? I'm sure you're right. Can't say. Yeah. Anyway. I've never actually watched the show. Yeah. Oh, and also uh, Lisa. Do you remember Lisa? My mom. <laughs> <laughs> From last year's Paradise. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, uh, but that's the final five. Right. Um, and uh, I guess uh, from that time, Zoe says she's not been on a date in four years. Whoa. I, I know. Um but, Maybe she's uh, been very dedicated to her skincare and skincare makeup routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's I was reading on the internet. I've <laughs> just boiled it down to one <laughs> thing. That's what I'm doing this week. So I'm like, I know one thing about everybody. That's enough. <laughs> well, it's all of our wants. Yes. Yeah. Um, Zoe does seem more complex, though. She, uh, according to the internet, has dated Michael D. Turnbull mm-hmm. uh, and a former voice contestant. So she still moves in reality circles. Okay. Yep. Um, I really liked her. Me too. As someone I was not super familiar with, just I just didn't really remember her from the first go around. Yeah. Uh, she seemed really cool. She seemed interesting. She was great. Yeah. Likewise, a lot of stuff going on with Tennille. Yeah. She caused such a stir. Her arrival in Paradise was just this, like, uh, gawk fest. Yeah, it's really... Uh, <laughs> there was such a moment when yeah. just the entire cast just like heads turned to look at her. Um, I hope that she is able to prove herself as more than just a pretty face because I don't think we, I don't seem to remember her actually saying or doing that much. I do. Okay. Okay. So Tennille's arc was essentially one episode, mm. but it was a really good episode. She was on a very like good date with Nick Cummins where we were like, the reason that I remember this first of all is that she was my winner pick and right. I was upset that she wasn't getting any screen time at all. Mm. And then she went on this one really good date with Nick Cummins where we were like, this girl's funny and great. Mm. And what's Nick Cummins been doing and why haven't we heard from her? Mm. And it's because at the end of the episode, 
she ran away. Right. Well, I remember her running away on her original season. I, I mm. guess I was talking about on this. Oh. Like, everyone looks at her and thinks she's very hot, but I don't remember her actually saying or doing anything in this episode. She had one good moment with Yvonne, um, mm. where Yvonne dances over to her and she's like, you got to get some new avocados. This is just a fun Something avocado like play yeah. on words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but she, I, yeah, yeah. What, I, what, I, what I mainly mean is, like, I think she rules and would like to see more of that personality that we were drawn to and interested in first time around. Definitely. Come out in paradise. Yeah. She's a walking shampoo commercial, it should, should, should be said. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's it. These are the new people that we meet in paradise this week. But with four new arrivals, there are one, two, three, four, five goodbyes. Mm-hmm. So we're down uh, a person. The first person to go is Jimmy. Now, we like Jimmy. We like Jimmy. He's like a nice, friendly man. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I don't know, he he decided to leave. He wasn't voted off. Yeah. Um, it's he. I think he had a hard run in Paradise where he was uh, the second choice of a lot of girls, where he spent a lot of time trying to get to know these women, but then he was ultimately put in the box of... Uh, I'm not that interested in you. I'd prefer to go for Bill. Yeah. Or Patty. He is not like a red hot man. No. In in most people's like perception, I guess. Yeah. I think what he is is like a very solid like companion type. Um, yeah. Who is unobjectionable, but maybe not incredibly exciting. And this is the thing. Like he's not someone who's there to cause drama, but he would have been an ideal they get to paradise and someone falls in love with him and they get that arc. Yeah. Because I, I do think that he is quite genuine. He uh, He's emotionally intelligent. Maybe just in touch with his emotions full stop. He gives Alex a bear on his way out the door. Yeah. Which was quite cute. And uh, he appears in this like white knight tux. Mm. I was like, whoa, Jimmy. <laughs> what a mood. Yeah, yeah. What an incredible decision. And who owns one of those? <laughs> <laughs> you buy one specifically for the night that you leave the paradise. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so he basically says to Alex, look, I'm not the kind of person who can bounce around from person to person on paradise. That's not what I look for in a relationship. And I was here looking for a relationship. Yeah. I met you. I really liked you but you don't like me as much, uh, so you need to explore that because that's how you feel. Mm. And she's like, thank you for everything. They have a big hug. He decides that's it. And his final confessional is like, well, maybe something can happen between me and Alex Nation on the outside. Right, which I like all of that just seems really mature. Yep. Seems like he's handled everything really well. And I do think, like, the decision to leave for him really makes so much sense because, like, I, you know, either he was going to meet someone early and they would just kind of lock in together and that yeah. would you know, lead to something outside or nothing. You know, like, it, he, it, we're now, like, halfway through the yeah. season and I just don't see, like, he's not the kind of person who wants to, like, rush into or just, like, yeah, jump between people trying to get a rose hoping that the right person will actually come along. Yeah, and um, it's also the sort of thing where it seems like the people who are at the top of his quote-unquote wish list, which, can we just discuss wish list real quick? Okay, this so this is a running theme throughout all these episodes. It causes such a problem. <laughs> yeah, they must have, I mean, this is a stroke of genius, right? Yeah. On the, on the part of the producers, of having everyone... Uh, not just concoct, but also probably submit a list of the people they would like to go on dates with. And disclose that to the other Bachelor and Bachelorettes as well. Right. And so there is this sense of obligation that if you put someone on your wish list and you uh, told people about that and that kind of thing, 
you owe it to yourself, you owe it to everyone to like explore that at the cost of whatever you may or may not be having with someone else at the precisely at the moment. because yeah. we have been brainwashed in paradise to believe that uh, we need to explore everything and yes. this is all fluid and it's paradise, so who cares? They keep saying, and Osher in particular keeps saying, well, it is paradise, so anything can happen. <laughs> like, whenever we cut to Osher, he's yeah. like, oh, am I Osher? I, I don't <laughs> it's know. Maybe paradise, who can say? Three children in an Osher-saved <laughs> costume. You know? like, um, <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of someone who comes across like three children in an Osher-saved <laughs> costume... Not quite Osher shaped. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. Uh, we said goodbye this week to the bad boy of paradise himself, mm. Patty. Right. <laughs> Patty tries it on with absolutely everyone before he uh, ultimately doesn't get a rose and has to leave. Mm. Uh, he can't make a connection, but we do get some classic Patty before he leaves, both the good and the bad. So the first is like... The good is the delusion of grandeur, which right. speaks, I think, miles for the bad. But the delusion of grandeur is like where he is the self-appointed morality police of paradise. Like there's all sorts of situations where he's talking about what's going on that's against the bro code, right. what's on and what's what's not. And it's so funny to watch someone just appoint themselves in that role and be mm. like, do you know what? I'm the person who gets to decide whether this is cool <laughs> yeah. or not. For someone who is... One of the worst people. <laughs> he somehow manages to try and like grandstand above everyone else, like soapboxing with the moral high ground. Truly, yeah, yeah. Like it is wild. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then comes the gross confessional about how he would love to be a fly on the wall for Alex and Brooke's date. Yeah, this is the low light of the week, I would say, probably, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which basically, in the midst of this. N- not particularly sensationalized, like fairly normal, nice moment where for the most part, everyone else is being fairly supportive. Yeah. If maybe slightly over enthusiastic, but also like you can't tell the way that this is edited. It to me felt like maybe everyone realized they were at the heart of something reasonably big. Like this doesn't happen that much in primetime in reality TV. I mean, right. like, you have the popularity of shows like Queer Eye and stuff like that now. Yeah. Um, but it is a fairly big moment for like commercial Australian TV to allow this stuff to happen in a not like a very special episode kind of way. Yeah. And also in a not salacious kind of way. Uh, like I remember, this is still Channel 10. It must have been the mid 2000s. Do you remember the arc of the OC where Misha Barton is by? Now, I've never watched the OC. Uh-huh. Uh, and thank you for outing me about that <laughs> in front of a jury of my peers. Because <laughs> I will... <laughs> everyone knows my Twitter handle and now... Great. You've ruined my week. <laughs> but tell me about it. So, basically, uh, the thing that I remember about it is that Misha Barton has a same-sex kiss with another like co-star and the promo that ran all week was that like uh dandy warhols we used to be friends (laughs) like they might as well have run um i was so i went and had dinner with my girlfriend last night and on the way out we watched uh, a band who were like performing at the bar Mm -hmm. and they were dressed in full easter attire easter bunny like not just 
What the, exactly is Easter attire? Well, not just the like the Easter bunny um, ears, <laughs> but someone also had a bunny mask on. Okay. And the song that they were performing, Zave, hmm. was this. I'm horny, I'm horny, horny, horny. <laughs> what a terrible song. <laughs> Can you believe that that is a song that exists? Like, and to watch four <laughs> Easter bunnies perform this? Yeah, well, to be fair, they're rabbits. They do. <laughs> this is a thing that they do. This is, this famous is true. I didn't about think rabbits. about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about because we had like an office Easter hunt thing um, at my work and we were listening to Easter related music. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a lot of that. There's it's not like, really not It's a not ton. like Easter carols or whatever. <laughs> so we were listening to like, you know, that's like sweet like chocolate. Yep. We were listening to like, I want candy. Yep. Um, basically ran out after that. I was like, Echo and the Bunny Man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was like running dry. So I applaud even that level of thought. <laughs> I, it's just although when you're having a nice what was it like opera bar like dinner or yeah ben something like that yeah dinner yeah. with your girlfriend <laughs> and then you walk past men in suits oh <laughs> morning it, it was really have, it was really odd maybe I'm shaking things up a little bit I can understand that <laughs> I just want to put a moratorium on that song in particular yeah okay <laughs> well um, yeah well I mean there was. <laughs> It's it, like reality TV, obviously, will play up everything. Yeah. And so there were some promos about this that were like, you know, what does this date mean? And that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, you'll actually get to see two women's lips going num num nah. Yeah, which is the point of difference to where it was 10, 15 years ago with right. these OC promos where it was like, you'll get to see I'm horny, I'm <laughs> two women. Yeah. I will forever associate that Danny Warhol song with uh, My Restaurant Rules, <laughs> which is like a Curtis Stone <laughs> cooking reality show. <laughs> it was no way related to My Kitchen Rules. Oh, I don't know about this then. I thought you meant My Kitchen Rules. No, earlier. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I associate it with hand uh, soap sanitizer dispensers now. You put your hand under and the like... Uh, alcoholic gel that comes out. I promise you, oh, makes like one this of those noise. automatic little. <laughs> I'll keep my ears you out. You keep your ears out. <laughs> so, uh, Patty's gone. Goodbye. It's funny because I've got um, at my work, we've got an automatic uh, hand gel sanitizer thing, mm-hmm. and when you press the little button, it goes, "Ow, my own hand, my <laughs> hmm. uh, <laughs> so Patty is bad. Patty should have called him Batty. I'm uh, just saying. Good, good. Hmm. Uh, Davy, goodbye. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> um, this was the same situation as last year for Davy, where he went on a date. It didn't work out. It wasn't working, and mm. then he tried to get a rose from everybody. Right. So he did this with Alicia, and he got turned away. And then he tried this desperate thing with Shannon. Yeah. Which. Didn't work, but then did work. Right. It was bizarre. He was like, you are wife material. So this was the night of the The rose rose ceremony. ceremony, And it was literally like, Shannon has been in a safe relationship. um, With Connor. With Connor for at least a few weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, weeks. At least a few episodes. Um, Seems like pretty much a lock. They seem to be really getting along. They're not spending time with anyone else. And then Davey... Pops his head in, goes, um, hey, I know we haven't talked at all, but um, <laughs> I'm actually um, deeply and profoundly moved by every every step you take and every breath you take. Um, I don't know how this works, though. Because, like, yeah. he does, he goes, like, um, I really think you're amazing. I think you could be wifey material or whatever. And she's like, 
moved by yeah. this declaration. It's bizarre, which isn't it? Which to us, well, at least to me, read as very desperate. Yes. Pretty transparent. Mm. Uh, but it's the kind of thing that also will get to it, but causes some significant ripples in her relationship with Connor. Right. It's a good try from Davey. Yeah. Like, fair enough. Give it a go. You're on TV. It didn't work out last time. It. Do you know what? He's still on retainer, though, so we'll see him next year in Paradise. Right, exactly. If not before the end of this season. <laughs> uh, and then we say goodbye to Brittany. This is rough. Because I think I turned around so much on Brittany. Me too. She has had one of the best arcs, I think. Um, coming from... I mean, like, there was very little way that it could not have... Like, unless she just left earlier. Yeah. For the first little while... Obviously, we remember her. She's the, like, cha-cha dancer or whatever. Yeah. Is a very goofy, very silly presence. And last week on the podcast, we were talking about how we really w- hoped that she would open up a bit more, that someone would bother to take the time to get to know what is beneath all of that. Because at a certain point, you can't just keep playing the character. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. Um, we saw a whole different side of her. Um, you know, the show realized, I think, that she was a person as well. <laughs> um, and whilst we were getting all of this still very funny and entertaining stuff, we were also getting a lot of insight from her and a lot of good confessionals and even a little bit of romance. It was yeah. quite good. You get to see the person underneath who... Uh, has real feelings and wants the same validation that we all want beyond the uh, character archetype of of hers, which was basically like, blah! Yeah, Yeah. essentially it was like, blah! (laughs) Um, But she gets to have a bit of a relationship arc with Ivan, who shows up and you just go, of course. Right? makes so much sense. like to dance, Max. They both like to dance. Yeah. They hit it off immediately. One of my favorite things that they said to each other was where she was like, do you know where commas go? And he was like, nah. And she was like, me neither. Yeah. And then they did like this confessional where it was like, we have so much in common. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it. she fits in so well with his like newfound realization of what his strengths are, which is like, yeah, I'm a bit of a joke. Like, yeah, yeah I'm a little bit goofy, but I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to be that goofy one. And it feels like that's what she's been doing since the start. A hundred percent. So it just makes sense as a lock. And I'm like, great, perfect. Put, Put a fucking together. ring on it. Yes. For it- all of paradise. Put a ring on it for at least paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Ivan fucks it up. Oh, they do a kiss. There is so much kissing. Mm. And in beautiful confessional, she's like, I can't wait to go tell everyone. I'm so excited. Mm. Later on, there's like a thing where uh, Brittany's like, what's your favorite number? And he says nine. And she's like, we're vibing on every level. (laughs) But that's the thing. She is still being that goof. Yes. Like she is still doing the stuff that on the surface read is like a little bit cringy. And they play the fucking like xylophone music and you think she's a fruit loop yeah but now she's just being funny and like it's just and great. you can see how that's probably kind of charming for the avocado man as well right yeah uh but then sadly it's all over when Ivan decides to have a crack at zoe and then at tenille yeah so a few new people show up and he has a wandering eye i guess and wandering limbs. Right. <laughs> he does do that that dance. It's really um, good. Is that I, in front of Tennille? It is in front of Tennille. Yeah. Uh, I have it down for later, but let's just talk about it okay, now. Yeah. Uh, 
he like sashays over <laughs> to her in the most like liquid hipped way that you can imagine <laughs> and she just laughs at him yeah. and it is so funny yeah yeah bizarrely it also works who is it that does the... Oh, it's it's uh, Alicia who does the incredible like David Attenborough narration. Yes. Like, we see the male specimen <laughs> in his habitat. Um, <laughs> a lot of that yeah. stuff. It's very good. Yeah, he gyrates very strangely. Yeah. Uh, and it, do you know what? Cool, it's an aphrodisiac for Tennille and I, for Brittany. I was not really persuaded by his dancing Me ability. Me Like, as, as someone who was an advocate for his... You know, the, the enjoyment that he was getting from his dance, particularly in his original season of Bachelorette. Yes. When he started doing it here, I'm like, D- this is awful. <laughs> I don't know if it's like they're not playing the right music over it. Well, it's like, musicless, right? It's yeah. It's definitely musicless dance. And then you Because I remember it with, on yeah. his Bachelorette season, they had like a real big slow-mo moment. Yeah. A slow-mo moment, slow-mo if you mo- will, mo- um, Where, you know, he had this like just show-stopping lights and music and everything was like perfectly yep. set up for his little Channing. He gets changed into a Channing That's Tatum, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Outfit. He tries to go on a Channing Datum. <laughs> Channing, yeah. Uh, I can't talk about That's very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and he, he sucks. <laughs> it's really shit. So he uh, tries to hit it off with Zoe and Tennille. Mm. Brittany uh, has this very weird bit about how she's now dating a tree instead, which yeah. goes on for too long, but becomes like, it's one of those jokes that is starts off, you're like, what? And then it's bad. And then by the end of it, you're like, I'm in. It's yeah. so good. I think what it is, because it probably comes up four times or something over the uh-huh. course of these episodes. I feel like maybe she got the feeling that it wasn't going to be included. Yeah. So she was like, maybe if I just sprinkle it in a <laughs> couple more times. <laughs> and then the, whoever was editing it was like, let's just put them all in. It was like, I see a narrative arc here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brittany in the tree. I we like it. We don't have to pay the tree anything. And we're getting like a solid emotional arc out of it. It's weird because like if she wants to date a tree, they have warped Richie into a stiff plank of wood. <laughs> it's true. You know, just go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, she has this confessional where, uh, in fact, Anyway, she has this uh, chat with Am Al, American Alex, and she's like talking about how Ivan is now off with Tanil, and she's like, ha, 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 I'm shattered. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, she says shattered at least twice. Mm-hmm. And then as Ivan and Tanil return from their date, he makes no attempt to communicate his newfound love to poor Brittany, mm. ignores her for the entire evening. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. Like, I think there's probably a tendency to see Britney as the character that she's playing, mm. but she's so much more complex than that. And then eventually when she doesn't get a rose, she is the person who sticks it up him. Yeah. It's really justifying to see. And that is the point where I think you see Britney's character become full where she's like, do you know what? I've been completely disrespected and beyond all these jokes about how I'm uh, marrying a tree now and all this other stuff, Yvonne tries to pull her aside and she's like, nah, you had all afternoon. Yeah, exactly. You had yeah. your time. Sorry. Goodbye. Yeah. And it's not a blow up. No. Nope. You know, it's not a meltdown. It's uh, just, she I just fucking want to make the time for you right now. Quietly mm-hmm. and in a very dignified way sticks up for herself. Yeah. And then on her way out the door, after she has done that, she is like, ah, I got an entry <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. No. Neither did I. It's just, it's very, very strange. Mm. Also sent home in that rose ceremony is Rachel. Right. Um, so, 
kind of sad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much to to pile on on Rachel for this one. She uh it seems like the person who maybe she wanted to show up in paradise was there and then he twice denied her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was not interested. We're talking about Richie. Correct. Um yeah, this is just tough. It's unclear to me exactly how much she was really invested in getting back with Richie and how much she just maybe thought... Needed to be in paradise. Yeah, and and also maybe just thought that that was what her arc should be. Um, I don't know. It's just like... Yeah. I don't really know what to make of Rachel. I know. I really like Rachel and I want good things for her. This um, decision to pursue Richie for a second time... Uh, after her forays into Bill and then Nathan again, mm. it was like, it basically boiled down to this. She's having a conversation with Brittany about how she's decided that Richie is the one again and that she wants to be with Richie. And Brittany is saying, mm, I don't know. Brittany, conga enthusiast, <laughs> comma chameleon, <laughs> who once put her head inside a fucking birdcage, <laughs> is like, nah. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> she has the better judgment. After, after, after her experience in a birdcage. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> instead decides, you Rachel know goes, what? Yeah, but what would you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she instead kidnaps Richie away from Cass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person who he spent every single moment with. Yeah, uh, like trying tr- to sweep off her feet. Yeah. Broom notwithstanding. <laughs> Right, but like, I mean, apart from the fact that they haven't really been all that physically intimate, yeah. Um, I was genuinely surprised to see Cass was still on the show because she has been so stolen away by Richie. Yeah, she has been so not a part of the conversation because the two of them have just literally been coupled up, coupled up, gone into a corner that is clearly not that interesting because it's just nice. I assume. Yeah. Um. It'll probably come back up. We'll probably talk about it again, considering especially that Richie is such a big get for Bachelor in Paradise. Totes. Um, But it's like, you shouldn't be thinking about them because no no one at home is. There's certainly no one. Yeah, it's very, very strange. And so there's this weird competition, um, but Rachel is portrayed to be like completely out of touch with everything that's happening Mm. and hung up on Richie and a confrontation between Cass and Rachel that I think Cass handles quite well. Mm. Uh, and maybe it's it's just hard to say if what we're seeing is a fair representation of how Rachel was feeling um, or not. Yeah. Or if it's sort of like drama for the show. Mm. But eventually, Richie, for a second time, has to take Rachel out behind the shed. Um, he says that he wants to see if he and Cass could work out. And Rachel cries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. It's just like not fun to me. Yeah, it's it's a real shame. I want good things for Rachel. I think she's a great Paradise character. She's learned particularly how to be a really good reality TV person and mm. give great confessionals. And if this is the last we see of her, that's a shame. But hopefully... I feel almost certain that she will be back like every year of Paradise. Yeah. Until she figures it out. Yeah. Unless she decides she doesn't want to. Um, she's just too good at it. I think she slots in well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there is still a lot of untapped potential. Definitely. For her. Yeah. Um, and to finally, uh, complete the circle would be a really, really rewarding thing for us to see on TV. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We've said our hellos. Yeah. We've said our goodbyes. Bye-bye.
let's talk about the couples. Yeah. I want to start with all of this shit that happened with Bill. <laughs> So much Bill stuff this week. Hmm. I thought I hated him enough. <laughs> like, I thought he had done enough on his season of Bachelorette for me to be like, great, cool. I will never have to mm-hmm. <laughs> engage with this man. He's bad. Yeah. And then this all happens. So, the thing that I felt was quite revelatory about all of this drama is that in the last season of The Bachelorette, Ali was like, I'm not sure that I trust Bill. Yeah. And Bill was shown to be doing all of this weird stuff, the stuff with his girlfriend in the dog park. Yes. Um, But then Bill was also kind of portrayed as a bit of a victim of what was going on with Charlie. Mm. And it was almost like, uh, are we seeing a man who is perhaps a little bit questionable, but also persecuted? Mm. Or are we seeing the lesser of two evils. Mm. What is Bill? Are we seeing a man who is bad, but is like just capitalizing on something that's worse that's happening to make himself look better? We have seen Bill execute Charlie levels of uh, manipulation of his own this week in Paradise. It's almost like he learned the lesson from Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Like, And I don't think that it's the lesser of two evils. I now see them as parallel evils. It's Mm. just that one of them is probably bigger and stronger than the other one and also uh, a bit punchier. Yeah. There's some some terrible stuff that goes on with Bill on this episode. Mm. And I can't believe that he did this in the knowledge that he was on TV. You get this sense from him that he thinks that he's being cheeky. Yeah. I think he's described himself in that way. And yeah. Like, he has this very, like... Which a lot of people on first glance sort of interpret as him being flirty and him being fun to be around and, like, a little bit of a rule breaker and that kind of thing. But yeah. in a way that is, you know, stable and healthy. Mm. Um, but it eventually grows and spirals out into this thing, which is just really disgusting. Yeah, the way that it eventuates by the end of the third episode, it goes from a point of being like, is this man uh, cheeky or like a bad boy, but a secret bad boy, to just being like, this is a person who considers himself to be above the rules Mm. and is doing whatever he can to serve his own purpose regardless of how other people feel there's Mm. like i counted there are six people caught up in his spider web by the end of the third episode and we'll get there Mm. i think i mean it's a real spider verse yeah Yeah. in order to get there uh we should talk first about bill and flow because that's kind of where this whole thing spirals out from yeah so flow enters um she is on a boat um, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and Bill is sort of absent. And everyone goes, where's Bill? And we don't know exactly why, but he was picked. I, th- I, I think it's because Flo wanted to meet Bill. Right? Yes. Um, she must have declared that at some Top point. Top of the wish list. It's the wish list thing, right? Yeah. Um, he meets her on this boat. Or he's driven out to her on another boat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really strange. Like, Flo's dry and funny and cool, but I reserve to... Uh, reserve the right to question her taste in men. We had the very questionable Jake Ellis thing last season. Yes. 
now this bill. Yeah. Uh, apparently it is odd to, like, not to read too much into it. And obviously these people probably know each other and yeah. communicate outside of the show. But if you watched The Bachelorette, you know that he's an insidious little prick. Like, you know right. that he lies to people's face about his past relationships. and Like, like that's what his reputation is. I don't yeah. know what cut of the show that Flo might have seen. Or what read on him she might have had. Well, perhaps it is that thing where you've been through the process and you know how you've been edited, so you can only assume that maybe someone else has been edited differently for sure. the way that they present. That's true. Yeah. Um, apparently they met at this uh, same magical sex dog park where Bill meets all of his women. <laughs> I, I so want an insight into this dog park. Do you think they just have, like casting agents, producers and stuff just like hiding out Roaming there now. This dog park. Yeah, like truly, like knowing that they can probably get Bill. They don't even I don't even think they need Bill to come back for Paradise next year. I feel like next year they could just bring in people from the dog park yep. and say I have no previous connection to the Bachelor <laughs> franchise at all, except that I just go to this dog park. I walk my dog in the same place that <laughs> Bill and his harem of women. Can we scope it out? At the very least, I want to open a nightclub called the Dog Park. Oh hell yeah! I feel like we should change the podcast name to the Dog Park. <laughs> like I would love to visit it. I would yeah. love to just like see what the vibe is because it's clearly like quite a happening place where a lot of like. You know, models and, like, Instagram influencer types are kind of hanging yeah. out. We never see any of these dogs, by the way. It's true. I'm, like, suspicious. there are these dog parks that I kind of think exist. Like, there's one in Bondi that I think a lot of um, Bachelor and Bachelorette castmates perhaps frequent with their own pets. Okay. Um, look, overlooking the beach. I don't know. There's something about affluence and dogs and um, sure. the dogs being maybe a conduit to bonding. Mm. I would not want to talk to anyone that I met at a dog park. No. Um, I would like to talk to some little doggies um, because they're very sweet and cute. Uh, yes. I went to a pet shop today and I saw some little uh, King Charles Cavaliers and mm. I said, hello, hello, hello. Would you like to come to an island with me? <laughs> uh, did you say, have we been on a date? And did they say no? They said, bow, wow, wow. Because what happens to Florence and Bill is that Florence is like, yeah, we've been on some dates. We've kissed. And Bill's like. Never been on any dates. That's never happened. Never kissed. And of course they edit it in such a way that you see both of these things back to back, which is ingenious, but also it's just like, don't let this happen. Flo says that Bill has a Jim Carrey smile. Maybe he shares some other stuff with Jim Carrey as well. What, like arguing with Mussolini's like, <laughs> on Twitter or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he wears a fucking mask all the time. Yeah, oh, um, that's true. Yeah. Um, Wait, hang on. Wait, let's think of more Jim Carrey things. Okay, I would be so careful before I decide to pet his detective. Oh, hello! Thank there you. it is. Um, um, dumb and d- uh, he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ribbler. I, oh. I, I, I hardly know her. Uh, um. Uh, oh, what's that movie? The oh, he's, it's a serious one. It's Michelle Gondry. Mm. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the I I wait wait I Eternal Sunshine of Spotless I wouldn't mind if he left. <laughs> you got there. Please uh rate us five stars on iTunes, everybody. Alrighty then. <laughs> oh no! How are you so good at this? Uh, I thought you hadn't seen movies. Uh, I had some no some Jim Carries. <laughs> um, so Flo and Bill are on their date. They've been on a boat. They're now in a swimming pool. Flo's like, is someone special going to be waiting up for you at Paradise? 
And Bill because says, they haven't, they're not, they're, they're separated from the rest of everybody else. Yep. Flo doesn't know who's at Paradise. She yep. doesn't know anything about the status of the current relationships, that yep. kind of thing. She knows she's entering partly through. She's being responsible, asking a good question. Yep. Bill goes, nah, I mean, nah, nah, nah. he says, not sure. Hmm. What kind of an answer is that? <laughs> like, it's a very good psychopathic manipulative answer. Right. Right? Because you're not sure. Hmm. Is Alex I awake? Couldn't... Is she asleep? I'm not lying. Yeah. You, I could like Right, of course. Yeah. There's some fucking I don't know if they're waiting shit. Up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um uh we get a close up as they kiss. So that's enough for for Flo. She's like, well, okay. And then the next but day But she shouldn't like she didn't she doesn't it. know any better. Like yeah. how could she know? How could she know? Who would be waiting up for Bill? You know? <laughs> Who in their right mind? <laughs> the next day Flo says that Bill has I petitioned feel, her. Sorry, not, yeah, not to interrupt. sorry, sorry. I just feel like if Bill was picked to go on this date with her, you would assume that that would mean that he is single, right? Unless you were told otherwise. Yep. Um, I don't know. She's seen how paradise works, but yeah. you're right in that she did the responsible thing. She asked the question. Mm. Apparently, he asked a question as well. Mm. Apparently, he asked if he could have permission to stay in her bed. <sighs> Bill. This is what's revealed the next morning. Mm. So Flo says, look, Bill did ask to stay in my bed. And then they have this uh, thing in a cabana where he's like, she's like, how do you sleep? And he says, it would have been better if you were there, Mm. which is so gross. Because doesn't uh, Osha tell Flo that she will be having an overnight date if she wants to or whatever? Yeah, that's correct. And the reason that that happens is because Bill specifically asked for it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. The whole thing's a bit of... It's it's very strange. Mm. And so Bill goes on to say to her, I would hate for you to have a bad time in paradise. I would never lie to you. This is the beginning of something really special. You don't need to worry at the rose ceremony. Hmm. Can you believe this man is on TV? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he thinks that he is um, making interesting drama and making interesting TV. Um, but it's at the cost of people's, like well-being and really at the cost of people's happiness and he is on tv openly manipulating two different women mm. on tv when his reputation is that he is someone who is on untru- who is untrustworthy right so on tv yeah he, he is on television that's true um yeah it, it it's upsetting i can't i'm bewildered yeah so eventually they return from their date yeah and uh, Bill pulls Alex Nation aside. Mm. And during this time, Flo speaks with Nathan. And so basically, uh, Flo's chat with Nathan is along the lines of Nathan saying, well, Bill obviously wants you to be here. Um, and he's talking to Alex Nation now because they also have a connection. Right. And then Flo clues into everything. Right. And so she walks over to tell Alex Nation everything. And it's quite a good moment i think yeah that is like i think she uses the phrase girl code or whatever yeah and it's like this really quite kind of nice triumphant like women bonding type of thing that happens occasionally on this show yeah um really reinforces like the positive dynamics between some of the people at play here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um does it help uh it's hard to say i think that alex nation sort of gets the picture and we'll talk about her uh decision in in just a minute mm. I also want to touch very quickly on how scared Nathan got of Flo in that conversation that they had, Mm. where 
he's revealed too much about what Bill wants yeah. to flow. Yeah. And then she's realized everything. Mm. And Nathan has this confessional where he's like, Flo's quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> and you just cut back to Flo having a real go and being like, can you believe this man? And he like just does this gigantic about face and he's like, yeah, no, Bill's fucked up. Here. Yeah. He's really done a bad yeah, job. He's really, this is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we move on to Bill and Alex Nation because this will complete the picture. Mm. But to do that, we have to talk very quickly about Bill and Rachel. Bill says to Alex Nation, I told Rachel we were done. And there is this fantastic bit of editing where they cut back to Bill saying to Rachel, we're definitely not done. Right, okay. So, two, two sides of the same call. No, well, two... He's lying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to shout out uh, another quick bit of manipulation uh, by Bill to Alex Nation um, where he says to her, after the Brook date... So do you remember this where there's this threat of Alex Nation and Brooke go on the date and then there's this threat where if they give each other their roses, maybe a bunch of men are going home. Yeah. Brooke, sorry, Bill pulls this killer bit of manipulation where he's like, if you don't pick me, I'm going home. Yeah. And so she picks him. Yeah. She says to Brooke that she sees her relationship with Bill going much further. Meanwhile, he's on a date with Flo and it has been revealed that Alex Nation and Bill had shared a bed for three nights. Scandal. Big scandal. Brooke, of course, as our hero, has the correct read on this where she's like, Bill is a snake. So now we get back from Bill's date with Flo. And he really makes a conscious effort to rub the date in Alex Nation's face. Where he is talking about how good the five-star resort was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, we had this incredible food. It was like... Just the nicest time. time. Yeah. Um, and he's what? Like, Alex he's like, Nation. The thread count was really high <laughs> in the sheets. Um, in my room, anyway. I didn't get to spend the night, but I would have really liked Yeah, it. I would have done it if I could have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor Alex Nation is just standing there like a zombie. Mm. And eventually they go and sit on this swing and Bill's like, you know, Alex Nation... What we had was really nice. Mm. <laughs> How funny! They're having this chat where Alex is like, so I just wanted to check in with you, just find out, like, is there still sort of something going on between... Is this after Brooke? Yes. Yeah. So she sent Brooke home, and uh, at this point, Bill has been away for 36 hours. Yeah. So she's like, I've been thinking about you while you're gone, and I've, it's made me realize that I'm really invested in this thing. I really want to make this thing work, mm -hmm. and I miss you, and, like, I was thinking about you the whole time. Do you think this is still, you know, like, let's, come on, come on, let's, you and me, like, come on. And he goes, yeah, well, I think, like, what what you and I had was really something special. And she's like, She Hold picks up. it up. She's like, wait a sec. <laughs> Am I sensing a bit of fucking past tense? <laughs> Bill? Uh, it's, it's wild. Mm. And then we get this uh, confessional from Alex Nation mm. where she's like, I'm very unsure about Bill. Mm. I'm not sure if I can trust what he's saying. <laughs> Did she fucking watch Ali's season? <laughs> like, to be fair, maybe she didn't. <laughs> but, like, uh, I can't... It, that's what's so shocking about some of these reactions. I was just like, you should. These are the signposts. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, it's very easy for us to sit back here and say that because, like, obviously these the narratives have been presented after the fact with all the editing and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, like, just the little tongue thing. Like, there are signs, <laughs> you know? This is the point also where the spider web of lies starts to broaden and Bill brings in other people to do his bidding. Right. So we've talked about... Uh, Nathan. Florence describes Nathan as Bill's little helper, mm. which is very cutting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clear that she does not have a lot of respect for him. And uh, then we see Bill petitioning American Alex, yeah. who also now is single because Brooke has left, mm. to give his rose to Florence. Yeah, you see this bit of like, let's make sure these people stay on and let's make sure these people don't sort of stuff happening with the slightly more... I don't want to say weak-willed or, like, more easy to manipulate sort of men or whatever, but, yeah. like, the people who don't necessarily have uh, a very clear partner yes. um, become pawns in this game. It's really fucking dirty. Yeah, it's Like, gross. there's five people now who are at the mercy of Bill, right. including Bill, right? So, Bill, Nathan, Alex, Alex, and Flo yeah. are all caught up in this sadistic game that he is playing. Yeah. It's messed up. It's really gross. This man has got half of paradise doing his bidding so that he can continue his double dealings with this wimp, with these women. Mm. He's saying to Alex Nation how much he values her and how the connection that they have is amazing. And then he says this, you are getting my rose tonight. Which he also said to Flo, right? Yeah. So how many roses does he have? <laughs> <laughs> just because he may have found one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think like, that counts. No, <laughs> I don't know I, exactly what sure the rules that, are. What here. was he trying to do? Was he going to slip an extra one on the table? Maybe try and cut it in half. Ooh. I hope nobody notices. Maybe if they're only filming from one angle, they won't be able to see that half the rose is missing or something. So making this worse, mm. he succeeds. Right. Right. Well, he doesn't succeed in giving two roses. No, like, but he yeah. succeeds in pressuring American Alex to give Florence his rose. Yeah. Which Rachel is really gutted about because she just wants another chance at love. Right, exactly. Yeah, and she separately has talked to American Alex mm. about this. Mm. And at this point, Alex Nation, he's the racist who stopped a nation. It's <laughs> really good, Max. Thank you. That's <laughs> really, Thank really you. extremely good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you, look, uh,. <laughs> I just, I've done a quick bow. I'm proud of myself for uh, that. That's destroyed me. Thank you. Uh, so, so thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing further yeah, here. that's it. Yeah. Alex confronts Bill about what's happened because she's figured out that he's been flatly lying for this whole time. And she also has Florence backing this up. Mm-hmm. So and what Bill's- does he say? He's got a nice... Uh, Calm, rational uh, defense, doesn't he? He's got an explanation for this. There's definitely an explanation for all of this. Uh-huh. Bill says, Florence is a salty bitch. She's a conniving piece of shit. And then he says, Alex, watch out for her now because she's probably out to get me. I'm like yelling yeah. at my TV. Yeah. I was drunk. <laughs> Yeah. And I like yelling, but still. This is some next level gaslighting. It's really fucked up. It's yeah. really upsetting. It's really got to stop. It's it's just some terrible shit. Yeah. Alex hatches a plan for this next rose ceremony to reject uh, Bill 
by giving someone else her rose and making him look and feel embarrassed. But I'm not sure if that is what is going to play out in the next yeah. couple of episodes. That's kind of where we leave it with mm. those that love triangle. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, despite doing all this horrible shit, obviously Bill is still on the show. He's still on the show and fine. And doesn't seem to have learned any lessons. <sighs> um, so we'll have to tune in and watch more. Maybe uh, after this season, much like Charlie, he will do an Instagram post that says... Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Mm. Let's talk about Alex Nation and Brooke. Oh, thank God. Okay, something pretty good. This was really lovely. Yeah. And again, like, I don't want to um, do what we appreciated so much that the show didn't do, which is to spotlight this as, like, the most romantic and incredible... You know, like, no. it's not... I don't want to be uh, over-ecstatic, over-excited about it. I think it was just, like, good and nice. Yeah. And I think it's remarkable that we were able to have something good and nice like this um, without too much decoration and that sort of thing. That's it. That it was just normalized and that's all you can hope for. And the the fallout from it that everyone else freaks out illuminates their own prejudice and their own insecurity. Yeah. And what it is, is like these two queer women who are making all these straight boys absolutely shit their pants. It was great. And it's just like, yeah, hell yeah, this is what we wanted, right? This yeah. is what we wanted for years. 100%. Yeah. And like, it's a pina colada date with a local man named Napoleon teaching them how to cut their coconut. Mm-hmm. There's this thing where Alex cuts the coconut for Brooke, which is very cute. Uh-huh. We don't see heaps of like deep and meaningful chatting. No. But there's so much evident physical chemistry and... That's kind of reminiscent, I think, of uh, a little bit of what we saw with Richie and Alex Nation as well. That's true. Where, like, we've seen Alex in the past act on her physical urges and that leading to relationships. I don't think it was a relationship that particularly worked out for either of them. Mm. But this seems to be, um, like, part of the way that she uh, sows her seats. Yes. Yeah. And, like... um uh, if we can dive into the discourse just a tiny bit, let's do it. It's not been great. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not they're like fake lesbians or fake buys because oh. um, p- some viewers didn't detect the the kind of chemistry that they wanted to see, or you know, the kind of chemistry that they expect from a relationship. I would imagine that these viewers maybe are not particularly experienced with the different kinds of things that can go on in relationships <laughs> or something like that. I want to paint it with too broad of a brush or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, I would say let people do what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, let people enjoy their own proclivities. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and even let a thousand it's... blossoms bloom, eh? <laughs> oh, Jesus. But I just mean, like, it doesn't have to be presented the way that you expect it to. For yeah. It to, you know, and I, I realize that I'm being a little, hypoc- little hypocritical about that because, like, the... you know, It was the, presented in a way that you enjoyed. Right. Yeah. But... Um. Yeah, I don't know. I it just the, just stay out of the comments, right? <laughs> as, um, as per usual. So all of this eventually does lead to Brooke's departure when Alex Nation picks Bill mm-hmm. for reasons that I can't determine. Uh, but that, that also was means a true oh. scream at the TV moment. Like that was a real table flipping. Like, <laughs> could not possibly understand that. And and that was the moment that it was like. As opposed to the sort of bi-baiting type of stuff or queer-baiting that we might have seen in the past, yeah. there was that suspicion that they might choose each other and yep. you might get... The, but it was never... I don't think it was ever really going to happen. And it also, like, it was never that much of a strategic... Like, it's not a great move for them to pick each other. No. Because obviously they would just get sent home the next week. Yeah. So, like, they probably had to pick a dude. Yeah. I was not prepared for, for it to be Bill. 
Um, I don't understand why anyone would pick Couldn't Bill. Couldn't it have been James? Or just any? I mean, just yeah. yell out a name of someone who's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Darren. Someone on the camera crew. Yep. Uh, one of the birds. There's quite a lot of good wildlife going around. Some good trees, I've heard. Some, yeah, that's right. Yeah. there's. I like some crabs that we saw a bit later in the week. <laughs> the crabs <laughs> were such an interesting metaphor towards the end of the show. Like, it was just this weird thing where, like, every time Bill was about to do something dastardly, mm-hmm. you'd see this crab like a real close-up crawling into a hole. Scuttling across the <laughs> sand, yeah. Of course, this does then mean the end of US Alex and Brooke. Right. Um, he was kind of on the back burner a little bit. I think so. Um, I don't know. He's very hot. Like, you know, there was there was some chemistry there. Yeah. Um, but also, like, we've talked about this before, I guess, the international relationships, you never really get that invested because it's like, how much is this really going to work outside of the show? You don't think it's going to last. Yeah. And I didn't think that this was necessarily going to last. And Alex B is saying to the camera, like, how much longer can I be patient for Brooke? Mm. And then when Alex Nation tells him that she has uh, cut Brooke loose, he's overjoyed. Right. But it's quickly tempered by Brooke saying, well, if Alex Nation doesn't want me, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of shows the machinations of gameplay in Paradise because obviously Brooke needs a rose from a dude and she is spending a lot of time with Alex B and also spending some time with Nathan. Mm. We should talk about that too, Brooke and Nathan. Yeah. There was a great scene in the bedroom um, where Brooke is talking about how she's afraid of hurting people and Nathan is just like, in a a way that is distinct to the way that Patty went about it, Mm. trying to make it happen for himself and say, do you know what, US Alex, who cares? I'm here, we connect, there's obvious chemistry. Mm. It's not happening. Is that the bit where he sneaks out the back door? On a ladder! A on yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> during this time, Alex from the US is giving a confessional to camera about how much he likes Brooke and wants to be with Brooke. It's incredible. And Nathan's in her room. Just behind them, like yeah. meters away. And he tries to go out the door and is like, oh, fuck, they're filming confessional with the exact person that I'm here trying to avoid. Yeah. And then he gets a ladder and jumps over the fence. He sneaks out the back. And gives this little thumbs up to camera. It's very, this is cheeky. Yeah, that's that's how you'd be cheeky on yeah, this show. I think so. I'll allow it. I don't think you would necessarily say that she's fit as fuck. Right. But, uh, you know, what Nathan did, mm. good job. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, oh, can we please talk about Jules and Alicia? Now is the time. Okay. I am, what a roller coaster. I want to say this is like the most I have ever believed in love in my whole life. <laughs> just something about this just felt so warm and so kind and so real. Yep. It was two people who were seemed genuinely surprised that the other one was interested in them and genuinely surprised that this connection was working so well. But it felt so real yep. to me. Um, I don't know if it's because we have received Instagram likes from both parties <laughs> so I can perceive them both as human beings. They're tactile people who exist, yes. Right. Um, but... <laughs> I just really liked it, Max. It was was really good. I'm furious at Jules for what happened at the end. Wow. Yeah. Uh, But... But it started so well. Let's talk about the start of it, which Mm. was amazing. They go on a date with each other. They already like each other. They're feeding each other all of these weird aphrodisiac foods. Which is the best date. It's Um, so good. It was like... what, What it was is just like they were both goofing around, but they somehow click... And they find out that they have the exact same like tone and sense of humor, and that um, 
you know, they're not from exactly the same backgrounds or anything like that, but they just like it's it's just one of those sparks flying sort of moments. Yeah. Um their inability to take it seriously was exactly what made it great. Right. So they're both kind of laughing at the idea of these aphrodisiacs and they're like trying to feed oysters to each other and yeah. all this stuff. But it's just like they're goofing around and it's like but it, they are also in a totally not forced way. Yeah. It's putting them into this situation where they have to get closer to each other and they have to talk about shit and it's just like Good and nice. They're able to give people the big TV moment as mm. well, like the vulnerability that gives it that beautiful extra dimension. And then when they go in for the kiss, Jules is so shocked. Yeah, because he's he's shy. Like, yeah, I don't think that he is expecting a huge amount out of this journey. I think, especially given maybe the way that he was portrayed initially, I think that he is aware, you know, in the Vin Diesel kind of way, like he thinks of himself as like the slightly goofy uncle of the Bachelor universe and like he's settled into that. And similarly, Alicia is so comfortably settled into and, and rules at this like commentator role where she is recapping at the start of every episode and she is really on top of everything that's going on with everybody else. And she has a lot of really funny takes on everything. Um, but then also she notices herself being in this romantic situation. Yeah. So does he. And they're like, oh, it, us. And that's, I think, what the magic of paradise is, you know, because on The Bachelor or on The Bachelorette, there is so much build up to a date or, you know, a moment or whatever that you have to make happen. But here it's like, oh, I didn't even think, oh. Yeah. You know? It just feels like two idiots hanging out. Right. That's really nice. Like, mm. the second date is that Jules brings his best shirt for her to wear, <laughs> and they hang out on a couch. And this isn't even, like, a date card date. This is just, like, them being together. And yeah. I think he says, like, oh, I've pulled this together for you or whatever. Like, that standard Bachelor thing. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, yeah, I got some wine and cheeses or whatever. But, again, it plays like they are... A, it's a little arch. They're a little, like, making fun of the form of the show a little bit. But also, like, they're doing exactly what they should be, which is relating on a very genuine level within this artifice. The quote that I think summed it up for me was he said, I know I'm a weird dude, but in this situation, I feel kind of normal. Yeah. And that encompasses so much because to talk about the situation that they're in knowingly, which is that they are people in a reality TV show, and for him to acknowledge that what his character is, is a weird dude. Right. He had the weird... Yeah, he had the hair and like, you know, (sighs) he is a guy with a lot of idiosyncrasies and a lot of affectations and stuff like that. And we as we learn a bit more about him over the course of these episodes, like he's not particularly experienced in relationships and that kind of thing. And like not to read too much into it, but maybe some of this stuff is like, I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism or like, you know, just stuff that he has worked on on himself in the absence of. I don't know. Now I'm just being like an armchair psychologist or whatever. Sure. But um, you get this like breaking down of his barriers and him realizing that he can be vulnerable even on his own terms. It doesn't have to be this real batchy-ish thing. Yep. Um, He doesn't have to be Maddie J, you know? He doesn't have to be... (laughs) Nearly said Nick. Nick <laughs> 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 that would not be the right analog. Um, but yeah, I just I just really like this, and then I'm like, mm, don't, don't, don't throw it away. This is where the wish list comes in. Yeah, and becomes this really weird thing because to Neil, 
walks into paradise and Jules describes her as a boho. He may use the word gypsy. He does use the word gypsy. Byron Bay princess. They they um have that in voiceover a few times and I'm like, oh, I don't know who's saying this. I really hope it's not. And then it is. It him, is Jules, like, oh, yeah. Fuck. Mm. Uh, you shouldn't say that word. Yeah, it's not it's not the best. Yeah, that's like I mean, if people don't know, it's like a it's like an ethnic slur. Yeah, basically. Um, I think it's one of those lesser known eth- ethnic slurs. Yeah, but there you go. Um, what is it like an alternative? It's an indie ethnic slur. <laughs> like it's an underground. <laughs> like <laughs> you probably don't know this ethnic slur. So. <laughs> um. Jules fucked up. Yeah. Their connection. So Jules' connection with Alicia felt so magical. And the way that he laid it out to Alicia about Tennille being the number one on his wish list and wanting to take her on a date. It's like it came across as this abject denial that anything that was happening between them was different in any way. You know, like what was presented to us on screen was that these were two people who were experiencing something that was kind of special and different for Paradise Mm. and distinct from the cast members who try it out with one person and then flop onto the next like a seal rolling over on the beach. (laughs) Or a little crab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like maybe Jules wasn't feeling it in the same way, but certainly he wasn't shown to feel any other way than completely smitten with her. So it is heartbreaking to watch him express himself in this way and say... Well, maybe I'll just take her on a date and see what happens. Yeah, so so um, Alicia is like, oh, I noticed you were like, you kind of flirting. Notice Tennille, and we're really taking there's notice. Some touching. And there's a bit of something happening there. Like, what's the story? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, if I if she if there were if it, if the date card bullshit kind of started happening or whatever, like, yeah, I would probably go on a date with her and like just see what happens and see if anything's fun. And she's just like. Oh. It sucks because it's like you can feel as a viewer, you can feel that there is a connection there that really could turn feel into real, something. feel different from what else is shown on the show so far. Whereas the, I mean, obviously very beginnings that we see, but like the the interaction that he has with Tennille is really just like, boy, isn't she pretty? And like, I would like to look at her, and yeah, like, not in a gross way or anything like that, but like, it's not, it's not like you get the sensation that their connection would be more meaningful based on the interactions that they Precisely, have. Precisely, like, yeah. You you want to obviously let everyone pursue whatever they want and that kind of thing, but at the, by the same token, it does feel like there's this sense of allegiance to the wish list thing that yeah. is ignoring what's currently happening. Yeah, and like sense of allegiance also to the trope of reality TV where probably you are expected to pursue the extra connection, yeah. you know, or whatever. But it's also like, I kind of feel like Jules's reaction to Tennille is just the muted version of Ivan's reaction to Tennille. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that same kind of googly thing, except Ivan just did it with expressive dance moves. Well, Ivan, I mean, Ivan, the Ivan thing really, really distressed me as well. Yeah. Because similarly, it seemed like he and uh, Brittany were really hitting it off yep. in a pretty interesting way. The pairing seems to make sense. Uh, and then it is that just like fucking wandering eye thing where he just decides that he wants to go look at Tennille and talk to Tennille because she's like fresh meat or whatever. Here's the other thing. You expect that from Ivan. Yeah. You don't expect it from Jules. Right. We're set up not to expect this. Yeah. 
because of what we're shown and because of the type of character that Jules is. He's never had a girlfriend, etc. Mm. Um, we like the part that made it such a blindside was the the characterization, and it's great TV. Yeah, but it was just it was really heartbreaking. Alicia was super upset. She goes away and cries. Jules quickly realizes what he's done and he goes away and cries also. Mm. And then it amounts to nothing because Tanil is not interested in Jules yeah. and picks Ivan to ride with her into the giant blender propeller in the sky. <laughs> it is a blender. I'm furious at Jules for breaking the trust. Well, yeah. And, and I hope, you know, obviously, I think we, we cut to an ad break after this, like, um, crying thing. He gets yeah. quite emotional about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you do get the sense that he realizes what he's done and you hope that he goes and talks to her and we just weren't shown it. Um, but we weren't shown that. And, you know, he is still interested in Tanil, and now there's just kind of a bit of a lingering awkwardness, right? Mm. At the end of the episode, he gives Alicia his rose. Right. And it does seem like they are on okay terms. And the confessional that Alicia gives is like, just... Just by comparison, right? The confessional that she gives is, well, it's a lot better than a lot of the other stuff that's going on in Paradise. Yeah. But it could have been, I'm really enamored by this man. Yeah. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah. And that, th- that speaks volumes to me. Yeah. It's a shame. Are we done? Yeah. I mean, here's what I'm hoping. Because yep. the good moments that they have together in this week of... I, I forget which episode it was, but during this week, the good couple of days that they have together are genuinely, like, the best connection that I've seen this year. Me too. Um, Last year also, I'll say. Well, yeah, probably the best match I've seen in Paradise. Yeah. I want them to get back to that, if it's possible. Um, basically, I want to feel that good again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be checking back in with them. That's, like, the couple that I'm most interested in. Me too. Um, even to see the fallout, if it doesn't work... Um, because it really did feel like it had so much promise. And also because both of them liked our posts on Instagram. Let's move on (laughs) to Rachel and Nathan. This was a very uh, last-minute coupling, wasn't it? Yeah. Basically, Um, uh, they made a connection before the rose ceremony that does not last. Rachel gives her rose to Nathan, and then they agree in short order to once again see other people. Right. Did you so think that this had any promise the second time around? It's a sort of marriage of convenience yes. type of situation. Definitely, right? it was a marriage of convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would be interested. But Rachel had a rose. Nathan needed a rose. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's much going on. Nope. I could be surprised. It could be editing. Maybe they're, they're incredibly closely bonded, mm-hmm. but it remains to be seen. The last one that we should check in with before we talk about some of the uh, new characters getting mm-hmm. together on the show is Shannon and... Connor. Yeah. Who, we're not, there's not a lot of screen time for yeah. them, but I think it's been, has it been every rose ceremony or, or at least the last couple? Yep. Where they're like locked in, they're a couple, um, they're both just really like, from from the nothing that we see of them, they're smiley, they're positive, they're like enjoying their time. Yeah. They're not getting embroiled in a lot of the other stuff. It seems like they're entirely locked in up until the point at which Davy Lloyd pulls his card. Right. And then Shannon's like, oh, maybe I want to leave Paradise to pursue something with Davy Lloyd. Yeah. So uh, she, she like seems really upset. She yeah. goes to talk to Osha, who... Is there? <laughs> <laughs> Camp counselor. It's yeah. a new role for Osh, but I like it. I like it too. 
Um, makes me wonder why he hasn't popped up more often. But mm. anyway, uh, that was a question, a perennial question for the show. Um, but yeah, she, she goes and speaks to Osher and she's like, look, is there anything can, you can do? Can you bring him back? Like I watched last year. I know Flo came back. Yeah. Like, this can happen. Uh, and Osher's like, mm, tune in next year. Yeah. <laughs> Come know, back like, in fucking 2020. Right, right, right. Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, my hands are tied. He's like, are they? I don't know. <laughs> Has he gotten on the boat? I guess What's maybe happened? they've booked a flight home for him already. Uh, That's kind yeah. of the only reason. Because if they could bring him back, it would make for such a good moment. Whether or not it worked, yeah. like, they would milk that, right? Right. Um, so, basically, like, Shannon's not sure, based on this, if she's Arthur or Martha. Mm. And it really takes Connor going on a date with Zoe to snap Shannon Back into what she wants. Right. Now, let's touch on the Connor Zoe date as well. Okay. The um, most startling thing about it, I think, is that Zoe walked away from an entire crudite platter uh, after she realized <laughs> that Connor was not interested in her. Yeah. Um, you eat them crudites. Yeah. You could see that he was interested in still having... Like, he was, like, he starting was, to pour himself yeah. another glass of wine. He's like... Because uh, she's like, are we done taping? She walks away and then he's like... I'm not done. I'm not finished yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I, got, yeah, I still got some some ham and some crackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, Zoe, it seems like she really likes Connor, mm-hmm. but Connor can't get out of his own way with Shannon. He's thinking about Shannon, which yep. is kind of nice. And then eventually they get back together. Yeah. So that leaves us with Zoe and Nathan. Mm-hmm. Is it another marriage of convenience? Uh, uh, Zoe and Nathan. I don't even remember that. Well, basically what happens is that um, there's not a real official date, Mm. but once uh, Zoe realizes that Connor's not on, Mm. she then pursues something with Nathan. Right. So she's had a chat with Nathan before and they liked each other, but she seemed to like Connor better. Yeah. And now after Connor has been like, nah, Soz, Mm. she's been like, do you know who's good again? Nathan. (laughs) Remember mm, the, classic hits of Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> they're out on the paddle boards and um, that's this right. is great I, quote. That's the good bit. Yeah. They go out on the paddle boards together and he's like, this is actually the most romantic thing you can do in paradise because yeah. no one else is around. You, me and the drone, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. It's nice. I like Nathan. Yeah. I, I will say that I think Nathan has come off pretty well for this whole paradise. Not too shabby. Yeah. Which leaves us with one final couple, Ivan and Tanil. Okay. So... Um, Ivan is a thirsty boy. Yeah. Um, he is parched. I don't know if it's from the dancing. I don't know if it's from trying to, uh, blend solid What, are you going to fucking have an av- avocado smoothie? Right, exactly. Well, maybe, uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's an aphrodisiac. Mm. What is, What exactly is going on with his, like, body chemistry as a result of that? Um, what's in an avocado pip? Do we know? Uh, a lot of salt. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's clear that he has eyes for Tennille. Um Do we think he has like a type, really? Or I don't know. I think his type in... is just women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, as soon as Tanil shows up, uh, Ivan is like, "Yep, yes, thanks." And then he recruits Alex Nation to pick his best Channing Tatum outfit, <laughs> yeah. and then he wanders over and dances at her. I thought there was no chance at all. And I don't think Tanil did either for mm. this to be successful. Mm-hmm. But then the date card arrives. Mm-hmm. Van and Tanil are on a date. And so then who does the date card go to? 
It must go to Ivan, right? And he picks Tanil. I think it's the other way around. Really? I think it goes to Tanil and yeah. she picks Ivan. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, that's right. It goes to Tanil and she picks Ivan because she realizes that Jules and Alicia are coupled up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're on a helicopter date, and then they're kissing in the ocean. Mm. What's this about? Look, I don't know. What's this about? I actually can't remember. Okay. Uh, they're kissing in the ocean. It's the end of the third episode. And then Tanil's like, well, I guess I like Ivan now. Yeah. Okay. I would love some explanation, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Mm. Uh, I don't have any reason to think that uh, this is going to work out, but I don't have any reason to think that it's not. So right. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, mm. uh, fine. Maybe she can co-star in whatever um, street movie they uh, end up co-producing together. Yeah. I can't even... I mean, what is Tennille's thing, right? She's fun. Having long hair. She has long hair. She's funny, but She's I just... Funny, I don't yeah. really remember that much about her. We've... So, the the thing with Tennille is that she has suffered from a lack of screen time across her two seasons now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where we don't necessarily know too much about her or what her history is or what she wants. Yeah. Whereas with a lot of the other villains... Um, and a lot of the other uh, castmates full stop, you get to see a lot of that because they're giving the snarky confessionals or they're at least, you know, and then when something romantic happens with them, we cut to them and we find out about them. I don't think I remember a Tennille cutaway. I'm sorry, a Tennille, like, two-camera interview full stop, like, at yep. all. Yep, she uh, got barely any for the first five or six weeks mm. of her first season. And then the one episode where she was on a lot of dates with Nick Cummins and then leaving... Mm. That was like peak to Neil. Yeah. And then all And of now a sudden, she's kind of eye candy and Yeah. Like I I hope that's not the case for the remaining episodes. Yeah, because she seems to be funny and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next time we talk to you, dear listener, we will know a lot more about this because as you know, they're airing like three, four episodes <laughs> a week. So <laughs> this is three episodes this week, right? Yeah. Motherfucker. I think even the Sunday... We're going to have to figure out how we do these podcasts. <sighs> what if we did an emergency one-off episode about one episode? Yeah, let's do that. Let's so, do the Sunday episode. It's too much work. It's so much work. Okay, uh, Zave, I think... Uh, are we done for Paradise for another week? I think so. I'm still getting used to this new structure. I miss Kelly. Yeah. Everything's weird. Everything's There's too many fucking episodes. <laughs> <laughs> How much must I complain about this? Uh, we love paradise, though. We do. Um, I love bisexuals. <laughs> I love my friends Alicia and what's his name? Jules. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> we came the... here, Zave. What are we coming here to do? Oh, I'm bringing the giggles back. Oh, we did come here to make friends. If you want to, you can find us on social media at BOHpod, wherever you uh, go on your socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also find Zave and me and Kelly on the Instagram and the Twinning and the, the and, whole bit. And you can find the podcast, uh, which you already did, and you listened to it for the last 90 minutes or so. Hello. Um, please remember to give us a little nice review, a little rating, something yeah, like that. Yeah, a little subscription drive for friends. us. Thank you so much. If you want to tell anyone about it, we uh, would so dearly appreciate it because it's so nice to be able to go on and unpack everything that's been going on in paradise mm. fuck bill <laughs> fuck marry bill <laughs> <laughs> great well we've come up with the episode title Have we? at the end of uh at the end of everything by the way don't marry bill <laughs> he's a bit of a sneaky little rat mm. Um, we love you. Thanks again for listening. Um, uh, we wish you all the very best. And goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
must be 